Welcome, Ellie Reeves, to the Bridge House Theatre in Penge. Thank you. It's nice uh, to be here. It is. And we're with my co-host... Zeenat Narani of Vida de la Manicosa Coaching. Yep. And, uh, well, you are, uh, Ellie, obviously the MP for Lewisham West and Penge. Yep, that's right. Um, and with due respect to Lewisham, as you're on the Bromley Buzz, we're particularly interested in the Penge bit. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> uh, and you've been an MP there for since, uh, or here, since 2017. Yep. Uh, interesting crossover of bur- uh, boroughs you have. Yes, yes. They're quite different in some ways. Yeah, um, and we, we love Penge, it has to be said. It is such a lovely, diverse, vibrant places, place, single place. And even things like this theatre just means a lot to us and the local people here, clearly. The murals. Yeah. Have you been around the murals yeah. in, in an open date? Isn't that fantastic? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. You didn't realise it was just around the corner from Beckenham. You were quite shocked. No, I, I, I commuted into <laughs> London for years, and all I thought about Penge was A, it wasn't part of Bromley, and B, it was a stop on the line. That was it. And it's a lot more than that. It it's is. a lot more than that. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, um, it's a fantastic community, actually. I think a really thriving community. One of the things that I really like about Penge is how the community does come together. So we have things like Penge Day. Pengemus to celebrate Christmas, where you know, local businesses make sure that all the local kids get, um, um, you know, sort of selection box or you know, small gift, you know, so they've got they've got something. And you have Halloween trail, for example, all the kids. And again, local businesses will have sweets and things like that, and the the kids will go around and and get them. The Penge Festival, that's been going for fifty years um, just a, a brilliant sense of uh, community here and I love that and it, it, I think we're really good at bringing all of the community to, together whether you've lived here all of your life or you know you moved here just a few years ago the whole community it is really good at coming together would you say that with all the um, constituents that you have is Pentesville the most one or do they all have their little sort of magic um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the whole like constituency, this. and I've lived, I've, I've lived in the constituency for most mm. of my life. Uh, and um, when I haven't lived in the constituency, I've lived just out, just outside. Um, and I grew up in uh, Sydenham. Uh, I went to secondary school in Penge. Um, uh, so you know, I, I sort of very much feel not just that I'm the MP for Lewis and Western Penge, but I'm very much part of the community here mm. a, a, as well. Um, and I'm really proud of representing uh, Penge. It's a, it's a fantastic area. Um, but as I say, it's a diverse constituency which covers everything up from sort of the top of Forest Hill right down to um, bits of Beckenham as well. So there's a small amount of Beckenham in the constituency. So it is... Um, does does cover a, a, a big area? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I was quite shocked when I saw that on the website. I was like, wow. Yeah, that's yeah, huge. yeah. So it's Penge, Crystal Palace, Annerley, a little bit of Beckenham. Yeah, within within the Bromley Borough. It's lovely to uh, see an MP outside of Parliament because um, they kind of get stereotypical in Parliament. And uh, <laughs> uh, but when you see politicians um, on their own ground, and and that is just so much better. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about the local things that go on. I saw a local councillor, Simon Geel, who I think chaired the Penge Festival this year, uh, and he was at 
it was all hot and sweaty <laughs> at the at the Penge Pride picnic, uh, and, and he was just having a fantastic time and looking really happy. We interviewed him there, uh, and I think that was the first Penge Pride picnic ever as well. Yeah, uh, that's great. Uh, and, and they had. Um, uh, I think trans stories being read out to little kids by a drag artist. And right. It was just, it was almost like a, um, it represented Pendle by itself in its spirit. That it's you know it, again you know we just have such a big range of of uh, of events, um, and I like to think that we're an inclusive uh, community. And I know the local councillors uh, do a lot in the community. They have regular surgeries outside the post office, uh, for example on a monthly basis um, and I think it's really important as a representative to be part of the community um, and to be active in the community and not just in not just in parliament you know I, I go to parliament and give a voice to the community mm. in parliament so if I go to parliament when I'm there uh, I raise issues that people raised with me for example uh, cost of living uh, crisis um, uh, we're talking about a, a lot um, you know I speak to the local food bank in Penge living well who do a brilliant job they have uh, regular food banks they do a hot lunch on a on a friday but they tell me some really harrowing stories um you know where people are asking for food that doesn't need to be cooked because they can't afford the to pay mm. for the gas to heat the food for example um that they um, are now having to limit how uh, many times a week someone can get a food parcel from them because demand is so great now that they can't give more than one food parcel to people um, a week they were they were they're now telling me and they're fantastic um, but they're really stretched and so when they tell me these sorts of stories it's my job I feel to go to parliament mm. and tell the government this is what is going on in our community this is what people are facing you've got to act because this is what people are facing and I don't believe that you can um, be an effective member of parliament without hearing those stories without doing the work in the constituency because that informs what you do in in parliament uh, and I feel very strongly uh, about that. I was going to ask you about um, what your post bag or I should say perhaps email bag um, largely consists of. Um, a huge range of things. In terms of casework, and I, I deal with a huge amount of casework for the constituents. A lot of it is about housing, so overcrowded housing, housing conditions, poor housing conditions as well, damp, mould, um, things like that. So a huge amount of housing, case, housing casework. Um, at the moment, uh, we're dealing with a huge amount of um, casework relating to home office matters so this summer passports um, huge amount of casework from people that had uh, applied for their passports uh, and were due to go away often for the first time for several years because of covid and they were waiting for their passports to, to turn up because it's taking so long for the home office to, the, to, to, to process passport applications so it's dealing with a huge amount of casework on that um, uh, I'm also dealing with a lot of casework to do with Ukraine, so um, I do a lot of work uh, supporting families that have arrived here from Ukraine. Um, there was a lot of issues around trying to get visas for Ukrainians who had got uh, family here or had found host families here, but it was taking a long time for their visas to get processed. So. 
all the while they're either in um, unstable accommodation in um, uh, nearby countries like Poland or still living um, in um, uh, Ukraine facing uh, bombs and uh, war. So we did a huge amount of casework on that. Now that has moved on a bit and now uh, a lot of the six-month placements under the Homes of the Ukraine scheme are coming to an end and we've got lots of Ukrainian families that have now settled here um, and we need to try and help them in the next steps in terms of uh, housing. So a huge amount of casework to do with that as well. Uh, yeah, so um, what we'd love to hear about is your journey to becoming an MP. So yeah, start from the beginning of the journey. <laughs> wow. Was, you know, little snippets of our journey. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I joined the Labour Party when I was quite young, I was 15. Um, I was, as I said, uh, at secondary school mm. in Penge, and I think from quite a young age, I had a sense that this was in the this was in the nineties, um, the sort of early mid nineties. I, I felt that the 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 Conservative government, the Conservative council um, in Bromley, sort of lacked aspiration for um, for schools like mine for. Mm. Uh, the girls that went to schools uh, like mine. Um, we had lessons in uh, huts because the school was underfunded. We had huge class sizes. I can remember there being sort of 35 children in uh, my GCSE English class. Um, there were never enough books to go around. And actually, I just felt it wasn't good enough. Uh, and that everyone deserved the same chances, irrespective of... Um, their background, uh, whether or not they grew up in a council estate in Penge or you know a big five-bedroom house, everyone should have those same chances. And we just didn't see that it's in the nineties. Because it hasn't really shifted in terms of um, classroom sizes. Still, you know, I used to be a primary teacher. Right. So okay. Okay. Still thirty, sometimes thirty-one, thirty-two, pushing. Yeah, but if you think about back to the 90s, mm. you had much bigger class sizes, and then you got the Labour government in 97, class sizes uh, went down. Um, there was, um, I think, a lot more investment in, 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 in education. But over the last 10 years, 12 years of this government, I think we've seen the same thing happen again, where, um, you know, education hasn't been sort of that priority um, school buildings are going back into to, to disrepair um, class sizes are creeping up I think a lot of schools are going to struggle this winter with rising uh, energy costs um, teachers feeling undervalued and my parents are both um, teachers in fact my dad's first <laughs> teaching job was at St John's primary school in uh, in in Penge I mean many many years uh, ago um, and I, you know, I can I can remember growing up, and you know, my mum feeling kind of undervalued uh, in sort of the eighties and nineties uh, before we got that Labour government. Um, so you know, I joined I joined the Labour Party before uh, Labour came to power in in ninety seven, and I, I did it because you know I wanted to make a difference. I sort of felt that things needed to to, to change. Um, and sort of rather than moaning about it, I thought, right, I'm going to get stuck in and make a difference. And sort of campaigned in uh, uh, elections, um, 
and always was involved in in politics, both both locally and uh, nationally. Um, but I, I had a successful career as an employment rights lawyer for for, for twelve years before entering um, Parliament. So I always in, was always involved in politics, okay. but didn't work in in, in politics. Um, about 10 years with us, wasn't it? Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. And I loved, I loved my job. I was a trade union uh, lawyer, so I represented trade unions and trade union members. So mm-hmm. if someone got uh, dismissed at work or discriminated uh, against and they're a member of a, a, of a union, um, you know, it would be referred to, um, uh, to us and we would advise and represent people. Um, uh, and it was fantastic. Uh, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that. Um, and then when... The snap election was called in 2017. It was an election that no one was expecting. Uh, we weren't supposed to have an election. Uh, Theresa May called an election in in 2017, and the person that had been an MP here for 25 years, Jim Dowd, said that he was um, retiring. And I had to sort of think long and hard about whether or not I wanted to go to go for it. At the time, I had a very young child. I'd set up my own legal consultancy. For mums yeah. and uh, women f- for the maternity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was called Working Mums Advisory, and I-, I was basically providing affordable legal advice and advocacy for women who um, were facing maternity discrimination. Um, uh, and... Um, <sighs> You know, sadly, I knew there was a demand for that sort of um, work, um, and I wanted um, to sort of provide an accessible way for people to access legal advice. So, you know, it, it was it, it was going well. Um, so I, I did have to think, you know, do I want to do I want to stop doing this and become a member of member of parliament? But it was my home seat. It's where I live. It's where I grew up. And I thought, you know, if I don't put myself forward, I might end up really regretting it. Mm. So I put myself forward. And, and was, uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I was like, shall I do it? Shall I do it? Shall I do it? You know, it's quite unsociable hours. You know, it's a very sort of demanding sort of job. It's kind of, you know, it, it's a it's quite a unique job to have. But, you know, I put myself forward. And I'm very glad that I did because it is a huge privilege and honour to, to, to represent um, your home in, in Parliament. One of the things I, I love about Penge, I was talking to somebody behind the scenes here the other day, and they were saying when the Penge Tourist Board was formed, yeah. that it was a bit of a joke. Um, uh, but, but because of things like the murals and the other artistic activities and all the rest of it that's been going on here, actually it ceased to be a joke, and actually it's now a, you know, a, a bit of a destination. Yeah. Isn't it lovely? Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. I think that's brilliant. And... Um, you know, whenever you go to any of the big Penge um, uh, events, and you can always get badges saying sort of Penge and proud and yes. sort of T-shirts and things like that. And, you know, I think we are Penge and proud. I think it's just a fantastic uh, place that we should be really proud of. Um, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's changed a lot since uh, I was growing up. Um, but... I think, you know, it's retained a lot of its character, as I say, you've got the murals, um, and it's a fantastic place to to, to, to live and, and to come to. Well, you've got lots of events as well, yeah. and like you said earlier on, you know, the community, yeah. all that spirit yeah. 
It's yeah, amazing. yeah, and it's absolutely. And, and we've got we've got we've got its own theatre here in the, the Bridge House Theatre. So, you know, <laughs> what's not to love? Now, what um, what do you like most about being an MP? And would you encourage other people to go down the same path as you've taken? Um, I think one of the things I like most is being able to give a voice to my local community in Parliament. And as you know, we've touched on on, on some of that. For me, you know, being able to do that is is really uh, is really important, um, and being able to to make um, a, a difference, um, you know, particularly through sort of do, dealing with casework, for example, um, I think is it can be quite rewarding, um, and I would definitely recommend people putting themselves forward. <laughs> I mean, I love my job. Um, no two days are ever the same. Um, you know, it, it, it's such a sort of diverse role. You might be in Parliament taking part in a debate one day. Uh, the next, you might be having a constituency surgery or you might be visiting a local school and speaking to uh, school children, uh, maybe to a school, school council. Uh, you might be speaking to a local charity. Uh, and, and it's just really, really diverse. It's, it, it, there's never a dull moment. Yeah. Um, no, no two days are ever the same. You know, you might be preparing a speech for a debate. Uh, you might be. I mean, I'm a I'm shadow justice minister, so I do a lot of um, work on justice issues. So, you know, I might be visiting a prison mm. uh, or a probation yeah. service. You know, it, it's just it, it's a real range of. Uh, of different things and I really enjoy I, re I really enjoy that you know we can act you know we can hear the passion in you know in your voice but unfortunately you know our listeners can't see your face because your mm -hmm. face just lights up when you <laughs> talk about everything you've spoken about it's just you can see the passion there can't you oh yeah and, and besides what we'll do in future we'll get Ellie on our newly launched YouTube oh brilliant yes. fantastic <laughs> can I just ask you were talking about the active voice um I was on maternity leave actually at the time. Um, uh, I was appointed Shadow Solicitor General. Um, so the, the, the law officers, the, 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 the Attorney General and the Solicitor General um, are, are the people that make sure that the, the government are acting lawfully and not breaking, uh, breaking laws right. basically. And so um, uh, my party, Labour Party, is in opposition, so we shadow um, uh, the the government. So um, the the shadow solicitor general will look at what um, the the attorney general and the solicitor general are doing, uh, making sure um, the government aren't breaking uh, the law and calling them out uh, if they are, for example. So, for example, uh, I think we all remember when. Dominic Cummings, um, you know, um, drove to Barnard's Castle to test his uh, eyesight uh, during lockdown. Uh, you know, as, as, as Shadow Solicitor General, I was questioning uh, okay. that. Okay. 
so, you know, it would be sort of trying to hold the government to account. Uh, last December, I was promoted to um, Shadow Justice Minister, and I cover prisons, probation, um, ending violence against women and girls, um, human rights, a whole range of things uh, in relation to, to justice, um, justice issues. So that takes up quite a lot of my time. Um, that's all on top of my constituency role and being a voice for the constituency in Parliament. I also deal with those, those national uh, justice issues as well. Lots of bones to your string. <laughs> <laughs> I always get that the wrong way around. Mm. No, there, there is, there's been a, a, a pattern of um, commentary around you know, are there enough women MPs mm -hmm. uh, as well? And uh, it's lovely to be sitting to the, with the first and indeed only woman yeah, MP yeah, in yes. the borough. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and actually getting more women into Parliament uh, and getting a more diverse Parliament is something that is really important to me. And I've done a lot of work uh, since I was elected to try and make Parliament more family friendly. Parliament's come a long way. Just 10 years ago, um, I think MPs used to vote at 10 o'clock at night on Mondays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, that, that, that's changed. The hours are still a bit strange. We vote at 10 o'clock at night on a Monday, uh, 7 o'clock on a Tuesday and uh, Wednesday, uh, 5 o'clock on a Thursday. So um, there are a lot of uh, late nights and uh, evenings but one of the things I think that enabled me to put myself forward for Parliament is the fact that there is a nursery in Parliament so um, when uh, I was elected my, my, my eldest was um, still very young um, but I thought I was able to put myself forward because uh, I know I knew that I could send him to the nursery in in Parliament, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I asked for an office just just near the nursery as well, so that I was sort of on on on, on hand uh, if you know if he needed me, which was which was great. He would go to the nursery, and then I would pick him up at the end of the day, and then he'd come and vote with me. I'd take him through the through the voting lobby. Uh, again, that was a change. Uh, just a few years ago, you couldn't take um, uh, children through. The voting lobby but I could take him through the the voting lobby um, at seven o'clock and then we'd go we'd go home and that 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 worked that worked um, but you know when that when that nursery's only been there I don't know eight, eight years something like that and uh, when there was a first a suggestion that there should be a nursery in parliament well, there was outrage you know <laughs> why would there be a nursery in parliament and the the where, 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 where the nursery was used to be a bar um, and there was a lot of people. There was a lot of resistance to convert the bar into <laughs> into a into a nursery. But thankfully, uh, a lot of MPs, including uh, Harriet Harman, who I think has been a real pioneer in terms of making Parliament more family friendly, was one of the ones that led the call to get this on site nursery. Uh, and that has made a huge difference both to me and I think to a lot of women that are thinking about putting themselves forward to Parliament. And then um, one of the other big changes which has happened since I've been an MP is um, maternity leave for, for members mm. of, of Parliament. So when I was first elected, if you had a baby, there was no system uh, in place for someone voting on your behalf if you had 
um, a child. So if you wanted to take time off after having a baby, um, uh, you, you, you didn't want to go into Parliament, you wouldn't be able to take part in the, in the votes at the end of the, end of the day. And there's an informal system in place, a sort of pairing system, where uh, it would be agreed that um, uh, a Conservative MP also wouldn't vote to cancel you out. Um, so so you know, two, two people wouldn't vote from opposing parties to cancel it out. But it was informal and you were still effectively marked as absent. Um, at the beginning of 2019, um, proxy voting was introduced, which meant that if you went on maternity uh, leave, someone would vote on your behalf for a period of six months, mm. uh, so you didn't have to be in Parliament and you weren't marked as uh, absent. And in all honesty, um, that really, um, you know, helped me. Um, in I had a my, my second child um, just after that was introduced because I felt actually it meant that I could. Um, have another child and still be able to, 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 to juggle it with Parliament. So I benefited from that sort of that, that maternity leave. Well, that's really yes. important because if you're going into local schools and you're talking about life and as an MP and encouraging girls to go in, yeah, it's one less barrier. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I think that's right. And I, you know, I always sort of try to speak very positively uh, around. Um, you know, you being able to people being able to make it work. You know, mm-hmm. if I speak to women that are thinking about going into Parliament but aren't sure how they will juggle it with childcare, it's not a perfect system, um, but, but you can make it. You can make it work. You can make it work. And that's uh, it's great to hear because we don't often get these insights. And talking to you, it's wonderful that that message is out there because then it does give those young girls that opportunity yeah. and like Darren says, breaking down those barriers of yeah. I can't because what if I want this, this and then life, you know, family, the children. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I've actually, so I, I, act, I actually feel that I find it easier in, in many ways mm-hmm. to sort of get that work-life balance as a member of parliament than I was when I was um, uh, a lawyer uh, in many ways. So you know, I think you know a lot of people. Actually, I think I think across I think across the piece, a lot more needs to be done to to improve work life balance and and flexible working um, and so on, and to make work more family friendly. Um, uh, and I think actually there's a whole piece of work that needs to be done, not just in Parliament but uh, throughout the world of work. Yeah. It's something that I feel really strongly about. And, you know, talking about that flexible working and balance, I mean, tell our listeners a little bit about how do you balance your personal life <laughs> to your busy and <laughs> how you do it in life, you know, as an MP? Well, a, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of juggling, a lot of juggling. <laughs> um, and my husband's a member of parliament as well. Yes. So, you know, that, I think creates an added complication because if we've got votes at 10 o'clock at night it means we've both got votes at uh, 10 o'clock um, mm-hmm. at, at night but um, um, <laughs> you know we, we've got brilliant childcare. I've also got because I'm from the local area my family are nearby mm-hmm. and are very um, um, supportive in emergencies you know there's been times when I've gone into work and been told, oh, the votes are going to be later than 10 o'clock. It's going to be midnight or whatever. And then we sort of go into kind of emergency mode with um, sort of family um, to sort of help out, which is which is good. Um, uh, so, yeah, a little bit of a little bit of juggling. Um, uh, and 
making sure that you do find time for, for, for family as well. You know, the thing is, as an MP, is that the work never stops. There's always things that you can be doing. So one thing you have to be quite strict about is making sure there is time set out in the week when things don't go in the diary um, and it is just you know family time basically that is really important but you know the reality is there's so much great local <laughs> stuff going on yeah. that there's loads of things you can take your kids to anyway you know I talked at the beginning about things like Penn Halloween trail I mean my kids love that you know and it's just kind of sometimes there's a bit of a sort of is this work or are we just actually going out and uh, having a bit of fun here you know so I think when you're sort of part of that local community in that way you're doing sort of stuff anyway so what would you say that Ellie Reid herself does for fun? What do you do for fun? Just what do, for I, you? what do I do for fun? <laughs> um, <laughs> when I go to the gym, I'm not sure if that counts as, uh, counts as fun. Um, although I go to the gym locally, so when I go to the gym now, I often I, I often end up you know, at the end of a end of a class, you know, chatting to a few people about local issues and stuff like that. So. <laughs> Switching <laughs> <off>. <laughs> it's quite a good way to pick up casework, I find. Um, <laughs> I don't think that was part of my question. So there's that. Um, and, you know, I enjoy... We've got some brilliant restaurants and bars and things like that locally. Um, although, again, sometimes you do <laughs> end up picking up a little bit of, uh, little bit of casework. Um uh, which is fine, but um, you know, I think it is important to, to to make sure that you do have a bit of time to to to, to relax, whether it's sort of it's reading, okay. watching a bit of TV, uh, going out for you know a nice a nice meal, and finding that time to do it. Do you ever get the tem- temptation to put on a very large pair of dark glasses and a big I went, we, we were husband out for a drink locally on uh, uh, last week, uh, earlier this week, and just in the local bar, and I just sort of realised that I knew half the people in there, and I was just sort of like chatting to to to, to, to everyone. Um, it was nice, you know, you know, it's sort of, it's quite it's quite quite nice sometimes for that to to that to happen. Um, you know, you sort of you can't sort of expect it now that you normally have a little chat with someone when you're out and about. Could have been an advantage of being married to a fellow MP though, because at least you will thoroughly get that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that really works actually. Yeah. You know, um, the we do completely understand the that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Thank you for your time. It's been yeah. terrific. I look forward to having you back on the show in future as well. Brilliant. Um, maybe at one of the events or back at the Bridge House when there's a show on. I also love incidentally the fact that we're here and we have this backdrop of a show which is around. Uh, you know, childhood, uh, and we've got a, a baby balloon, yeah. teddy bear, uh, and all that kind of stuff yeah, over there. So. Bunting. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm taking back to your roots of decision making as to whether to go for MP or not. <laughs> <laughs> we have that, you know, specially set up. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's like a great, it's like a great show. <laughs> Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you.